and gentlemen, this is Hopped on Sports, your podcast for the beer-drinking sports fan. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 47 of Hopped on Sports, the preview episode for your weekend. We're going to talk all sorts of different things, a lot of football, obviously, uh, but primarily we've got uh, an interesting beginning of the season starting for college basketball. Uh, we, we had a couple games the other night when we were um, recording last, so we want to kind of fill you in on that, but... It's a great time of year, great, great weather outside for today, Stout Day. It's officially Stout Day. Uh, If you're out there drinking beers, I hope you're at least having a stout. Uh, It's perfect for this weather, and it's perfect for uh, just hanging out home, um, you know, staying out of the cold, but watching some football and just having a good beer, man. So cheers to uh, everyone out there having a stout tonight. Uh, let me introduce my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Spartan. Steven. What's up, man? What up? No, I, I am, uh, I know it's Stout Day. I know it's Stout Day. I really do. You know how much I enjoy stouts. Um, for the most part, when I'm not at my apartment, it is what I'm drinking. Um, but I had a very appealing beer in my fridge and I did not want to... Um, I did not want to drink a breakfast stout for the podcast today, so I am drinking the spot in Oktoberfest, and it just doesn't get any better. Yeah, no, it's a really good beer, man. It really is, and we it, we still are kind of on the cusp here because it is fall, it, it, Oktoberfest. I mean, you could drink any time, but it just, there's something more appealing at this time of year of having one, so I, I get it. It's a good choice. It good just, choice. it is, it is so good, man. It really is. Um, if you guys haven't tried this, you should. This brewery goes way, way, way back. I mean, they big time know what they're doing. Um, I, I can't remember exactly when they started, but I'll look that up when Preston's telling you about your his beer and uh, fill you in on that. Yeah. So I am drinking a Guinness Extra Stout tonight. I figure we'll go the extra mile with the extra there. And, um, man, this is really good beer too because it is kind of a heavier, darker beer. A lot of people talk about how just a Guinness, a regular Guinness, even though the color scares a lot of people, it is actually really light. These are, it's a little darker. This is a little more like you're uh, drinking syrup is what it looks like. But um, really one of my favorites, 5.6%, so it's not too heavy still in that aspect. But um, one I, I definitely wanted to have here on tonight for Stout Day, man. So yeah. well, uh, 1759 was when Guinness was uh, established. So yeah. I'd like to hear what you're going to say Well, here. I'm not seeing it right off the bat, so I don't know. But um, have I have I had the Guinness Extra Stout? See, and I, I was trying to remember I, that. I think not. I did a couple months back. Um, and I remember it being better than the Guinness, in my opinion. Um, 
Guinness to me just tastes a little flat. I, I appreciate it as a good beer, but it's not my preference. Um, I remember the extra stout being a little better. Um, has a little more body, but overall, I mean, Guinness knows what they're doing. They're, yeah. uh, they sell more beer than almost anybody. So I'm sitting here drinking this, and um, for those who don't know, this weekend here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there's a uh, annual run called the Pub Run. It's uh, sponsored by McNelly's Group and all that. And the concept of this run, which I am going to be participating in, uh, is a four-mile run. However, every mile you do run, you you drink a Guinness. So I'm kind of getting ready for the Guinness uh, challenge here, and I'm going to have run a mile, drink a Guinness, run a mile, drink a Guinness, run a mile, drink a Guinness, run a mile. I, I don't <laughs> don't remember the last time I ran four miles. But that's not important. Uh, I do like Guinness, and I think we're gonna have a good time. So yeah. we're gonna we'll see how this plays out. I'm having a one of my buddies meet me there, and we're gonna we're gonna try to take this on. So we'll have an update for you on Monday whether I survived or not. But uh, drinking a Guinness, there's it doesn't matter what you're doing there. It's it's always a good thing. So yeah. Um, did well, you find anything here? Yeah, it looks like Spotten was started in 1397. Wow. So a, a little ways back. Yeah. Um, this could be wrong. It's Wikipedia. But from what I understand, it's been tossed around a lot, a lot of different ownership, as you would imagine, over that many years. But um, currently, Spotten is acquired um, by Interbrew. And I, I don't really care who owns it. I, I, I read on some uh, craft beer websites and... Um, for example, one of them is Anthem. Anthem just got purchased, I believe, by Budweiser. And um, to me, if the beer is good, really, I, I just don't care. I, I understand the whole idea, and I think it's more so a thing of I want to support this brewery. Um, but Anthem, like the Arjuna, that beer is so good that I, I don't care who's brewing it. I don't care where my money goes. If I want an Arjuna, I want the Arjuna. That, that's that's fair in that aspect. No, so I happened to see this the other day. Um, I believe that I guess the rumors had been out there quite a while that they believed that uh, Anthem had uh, sold out, quote unquote, sold out to the big guy, and was purchased by um, the Anheuser Group, which is I always forget the name. Um, Just Anheuser Busch, or no? No, there, there's an actual group out of Jeez. China, whatever. Um, China that actually owned the. Uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Um, yeah, look that up real quick. Um, ABV, yeah, yeah, ABV, ABV, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I saw some of the guys talking about it, going, "Well, w- what do you think this means?" And it showed a couple different craft breweries, and then like uh, Budweiser and stuff like that, all together on like a sign together. And you're like, "Well, most likely that means that they probably owner all owned by the same company." And um, Anthem's one of those, and. I don't have anything against Anthem. I, I really love their beer, so I'm not holding that against them. It is just, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a little loss for the, the the little guy, though, yep. when you got breweries selling out like that. But good for them making some real money. When Anytime you're going to sell out like that, I mean, you you're, are <laughs> obviously cashing out. So. I mean, here's the thing. Like, one, one aspect that I like to look at it from, if, uh, if there's one company that's able to just excel, it's Budweiser. Not only because they've got a bunch of fools that just buy all their beer, Bud Light, Budweiser, all the crap. Um, 
but they've got a crap ton of money to experiment with. So if Budweiser wants to legit get into the craft beer industry, they could have a whole new sector within their own company um, reaching out to that group and, and doing research. And I mean, they could take it, they could explode craft beer into something that nobody even knew was possible and start creating new flavors and new tastes. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I really, I mean, like my favorite, um, brewing company is Prairie, um, Prairie Artisan Ales. Um, they don't have the kind of money that Budweiser has. Obviously they'll never have the kind of money that they do. Uh, but they've figured out how to make good beer. So you could look at Budweiser maybe going to somebody like them and saying, how how can we do this large scale and put our own twist on it, you know? And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit down and drink Bud Light and uh, Budweiser if I could drink a craft beer over that. Um, but the word craft, I mean, do, do you know understand the research just behind the craft beer and the word craft and craft beer? Because as far as I'm concerned, Budweiser could technically be craft beer. Yeah, so so one of the one of the ways they try to define things is like microbreweries, mac, yeah, like, like that's really where they try to draw the line of what a uh, what is craft beer and all that is, and depending on how big of a brewery you are. So. Um, in fact, that'd be a good. Okay, craft it. beer, yeah. a beer made in a traditional or non-mechanic mechanized way by a small brewery well i mean what do you define a small brewery as you know that's that's the issue i have with that definition but um in a non-mechanized way i think is the key there so taking your time and putting a lot of love and effort into that um but yeah i don't know i mean even if even if budweiser exploded and they said you know what rather than having one person brew you know 50,000 Bud Lights a day, yeah. we're going to have that one person and we're going to hire hire them specifically just to tend to this batch of beer. And I, I don't know. I, I'd be open to trying it if, if Budweiser came out, um, Bush, whoever did. I mean, any big companies came out with the alleged craft beer um, market. I, I think everybody would try it. Well, what they're doing is that they're just buying their ways, buying themselves into the market. You know, Coors Light, they have Blue Moon. Um, Great beer. I love Blue Moon. And see, I mean, that's what they're saying. Like, you don't, if any, most people, I don't even know that, know the correlation, the connection between the two. And, I mean, that's kind of what they're doing. So they're buying these breweries up. The big the big boys are buying, the big fish are buying the little fish out and just help running it that way and probably learning a lot to in case they do want to create their own stuff but a macro brewery is greater than six million barrels a year okay a, a, a micro brewery is six million or less or, six or less. million barrels yeah that's a freaking well, lot of beer well exactly so when you start thinking about uh then you got nano breweries too which is uh, small um and produces less than uh, 200 gallons a year so <laughs> How are you going to go from 6 million barrels to 250 gallons? Right. I mean, that's, that's a ginormous yeah, jump. absolutely. That's, so, like, that's like what we could brew in our garage. Right, right. Um, that's not a narrow, that's not a nano brewery. That's a hobby, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, Two, I know people gallons that, is you, you, I mean, not you. I know people that drink 250 gallons of beer a year, you know? Well, I mean, I probably do. Yeah, <laughs> Preston's probably as close as anybody I know. No. Uh, I mean, it's funny when you think about it. It's actually two hundred gallons. Actually, isn't it that much if you actually no, start thinking not. about it? I, I mean, mean, I drink two hundred gallons of water every four, half year. Four beers 
is uh, is a gal would be a gallon um, or half gallon. Excuse me. Well, sixty four ounces, gallon. half a gallon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I mean. So eight beers. You're like. I mean, you're probably you're like five beers makes a half gallon. So ten beers is a gallon. Eight. Well, well sixteen pour, sixteen ounce. Well, whatever. I mean, it depends if you're looking at a twelve ounce bottle or a sixteen ounce. Well, I, I'm just thinking in pints. So. Yeah, um, eight beers. How many ounces is in a pint? Quiz. Sixteen. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've kind of got off topic there, but we're talking beer, man. Come I on. I know. Uh, the whole point was get out there and try craft beer. That, that's my whole point. Is uh, especially on a day like today, stouts, stout day. It's intimidating because of color. Most of these people are out there drinking coffee. There's nothing different as far as the There's the texture and all that. Between a stout and a coffee? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Dude, I'm telling you, like... The, there's a noticeable taste difference. Well, think about... T- it depends what you're drinking. Um, obviously, Com- Are you a, saying a coffee beer or just like a black coffee out of a coffee pot? I'm talking like coffee stouts and, oh. and like... Um, you know, someone who drinks coffee. I think that's the best way to break in to someone who's really looking for flavor, because in a in a stout you can put so much flavor into a beer. Uh, the brewing process really gives you that option to allow a lot of extra uh, time for that beer to ferment and create a more flavorful beer. Yeah, but see, then there's situations like uh, my dad loves milk. I mean, he'll just sit there and drink five glasses of milk in a night. Um, he eats milk with spaghetti. He'll he'll drink milk with meals, and I just don't understand it. But um, one of the better beers I've had this year was the Left Hand Milk Stout. And even along with that, like the Broken Arrow Brewery Milk Stout, um, they're just they're good beers in my opinion. So when I was in Dallas with my dad, I told him I said, "Hey, try the Left Hand Milk Stout," and he got it, took one drink, and just gagged. And I mean, I I, I don't understand like. Because to me, it's got a very milky taste, so I thought maybe he'll like it, even though um, he doesn't like to drink beer that's darker than dehydrated pee at dark at the darkest. Um, and so when he gets this basically black milk stout, I think the flavor, I mean, the color just scares him. I don't know. He might be listening to this. I hope one day he'll uh, broaden his horizon, but um, yeah. if it's... Uh, if it's wa- it's if it's between like water and apple juice, he'll give it a shot. <laughs> if it's darker than that, he won't even look at it. <laughs> well, you don't know until you start trying things. That's all I know. Um, and you know, beer is like music. Every you know, there's something out there for everyone. So just got to get out there and try it. What's your preference in music? I'm, I like everything, man. Honestly, yeah, I can listen to a little bit of everything. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I do pretty much on the regular. It's it's pretty funny if you look at my last few uh, artists or whatever that I've, I've listened to. It's pretty much all over the place. Yeah, I go. For, I venture from uh, Otis Redding to death metal in my playlist. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure my last three things is like uh, like uh, like church music, uh, Metallica, and uh, country music. Or yeah. my last three artists. Right. Well, so. nothing wrong with Metallica. Hey, yeah. in fact, we might even go. Uh, go see shine down here pretty quick yeah that's uh that that's, would that's a really really good show because i've seen them in a small venue and just man, great it's amazing yeah. so so um i don't really like the term getting off topic i think we're having good conversation we but we, we should uh probably look a little bit at 
hopping into the sport. So, sports, um, yep. where, where do you think uh, maybe you want to start today? Well, I mean, this is the preview edition. We've got a lot of football going on this week, and I know we've kind of ignored some of the other things, like NBA has been around. So Yeah, but I don't think anybody cares about the NBA anymore. I think a lot of people care about the NBA, uh, but it's a generalization. probably not as into it yet just because it is so early. Yeah. But let me tell you, um, so tonight the Thunder are playing the Spurs at yeah. 7 o'clock. We're recording on Thursday. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Friday, you'll already know what had happened. But um, I'm really a- anxious to kind of see this team. Um, I haven't got to watch a lot, but what I have got to see is this Thunder team is actually pretty entertaining, man. Uh, believe it or not, and they're they're because it's not hero ball anymore. It, it's like you've got different um, a lot of talent, a lot of different players getting in playing, and I really believe that this team, although might not win a, you know as many games as we'd like, uh, they are going to be competitive and be able to play there um so I'm, I'm anxious to see how they they match up against spurs i know spurs aren't anything like they used to be but that's a good team to kind of go up against because they do still have popovich so yeah well uh in my opinion him and coach k are the two best basketball coaches alive during my time um pop is just man i mean you're talking two different levels and each of them could excel at both um pop I know that some would argue, well, look at who he had, and uh, I, I do agree. I do agree. I mean, you're talking Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Tony Parker and just all-stars, superstars, Hall of Famers, and they stuck with him for 20 years. That's a phenomenon in sports during my lifetime is the fact that those guys stuck with the same team as the big three for so long. Um, they kind of originated the big three. Uh, I mean, I know that the Bulls, you know the Bulls back in the 80s, but consistently the Spurs were a scary team for 15 years and that just doesn't seem to have been the case with many teams other than the Lakers during my lifetime I'm only 25 years old so I know that there's a difference outside of that but um, Pop I mean he deserves credit in every form and fashion and then Coach K um, I mean even with Team USA he's just uh, he's incredible he really is incredible look at what he's done with Duke he's been in the game for so long um, he's old enough now that you know he's not just in it for the money or for whatever other selfish reason. He's in it because he loves the game. He loves developing the kids and winning, and what a career. You know, it's interesting. He's been in it so long, and he is obviously just one of those recognizable faces. Yet, at the same time, his hair begins keep, continues to get darker. Yeah, yeah. Do you hmm. think it's natural? It, right? I mean, it has to be, surely. Does it? No. Well... Right. I, that he that guy needs to be on a just for man commercial just so badly. I mean, I think he'd be a good good face for the uh, for for the product. Yeah, um, could be. But anyway, like I was saying, I, I'm just curious to kind of see where this Thunder team goes. Uh, what's exciting, man, is the Warriors are done, and we're yeah. seven eight games in. <laughs> I mean, they don't have a single. I don't think they have a single starter who's in the no, lineup well, right now. Well, I think we talked about this before um, the season, and I was not sold on them, and I felt like they weren't going to do good. Um, whether we talked about that or not, I don't know. We did, but we also didn't know that Steph Curry was going to be out, no, Draymond Green was going to be out. I mean, and, even with those two included, I still don't think they're a threatening enough team. 
I do like watching those two a lot. I think they're two of the better players in the league, both definitely top 20. Um, Steph, some would argue top three, some would argue just top 10. But they have they started the year with a good enough team to win games. And yeah, I now, mean, D'Angelo Russell is obviously a really good piece for them to have yeah, while Clay's out. I, I agree, but th- that's a big transition that they've gone through. I mean, they lose Kevin Durant. That's a huge hit. Ask the Thunder. I mean, the Thunder were able to bounce back a little bit. Um, but I, I tell you what, of all the things that I complain about in sports and things I like and things I don't, um, I just have still been searching for a reason to respect or like Kevin Durant after what's gone down like the last five or six years, and I just can't find it within me to locate that. Yeah, I think it's uh, next to impossible, too. Um, I hope he really does clean up his image in Brooklyn, um, but I, I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to continue to dislike that gentleman. Yeah, for, and I don't like that he got hurt. I mean, I, no, I don't either. I mean, it's not good for the game, you know. It I didn't mean, break my heart, but I mean, you're talking about one of the best players ever. So you don't, you just don't want to see it happen. But um, I don't know. We could do a whole show just on that injury in his career. So uh, maybe one of these days. We should do some. Uh, we should do a show, um, just about one topic. You know, maybe do our picks and then just cover a topic like Kobe versus um, James or Jordan versus Kobe. Some, some. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think that'd be interesting, um, just to give our ta- our take on a on a big sports debate. Yeah, I, I like the idea of that um, we'll have to pick a date and kind of a topic that. Maybe people are talking about or haven't been talking about, and, yeah. and get it out there and hear what people have to say about it. Yeah, we I, could even do a, uh, we could do like a NASCAR edition and debate who's the best driver ever. Is it Joey Logano or is it Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt? I it's think not Logano. Yeah, I well, that. I know that. Well, <laughs> do you? I, yeah, I, I do. Mean, you, uh, it, the, it, it doesn't take a genius to know that one. But from the 14 seconds you've watched. Yeah, but I know enough history to know. Obviously, I'm being facetious. I know, but, I know. Um, I, I think it'd be fun to do some sports debates. Um, yeah. So, anyways, we are uh, having a good time talking here. Maybe not what you guys are used to hearing, but uh, just a little bit of conversation flow. Um, NBA... Yeah, I, I really checked out last year as we talked about. I mean, even during the playoffs, it just it didn't excite me quite as much um, as it typically does just because of all the drama going on. <laughs> I see it as a lot of stuff um, relating to, like, the Antonio Brown situation. That's the magnitude to me of everything that has been going on in the NBA the last couple of years. It's just getting on my nerves. I'm getting tired of the players. Um, one of the big frustrations for me started with Jimmy Butler a couple years ago. Uh, but... You know, everything bothers each person in a different way, and the NBA has just rubbed me wrong recently. So my choice not to be a huge supporter, but still a Thunder fan, still watching games. Um, So So what's kind of interesting here is, and I think this is a good way to maybe get people like you, uh, people like me even, more interested in watching the NBA again, is because a dynasty like... um, you know, it all. Let's let's start with this. It all goes back to the championship. Everyone thought uh, the Warriors were going to win last year. You know, and if Durant doesn't go down, they probably do. But he does, and the little guy, quote unquote, Toronto wins it all. That that is a big big win for the NBA, in my opinion. 
Yeah, then, I mean, I have to agree. Then you've got Durant leaving the Warriors and uh, superstars splitting up and going other directions. This year really does feel like it's pretty open, man. I mean, yeah. I, I do agree that when Paul George comes back and they get rolling and all that, I, I think that the Clippers are going to be the best team. Well, and there's been much, much talk recently about how the Clippers are a bust so far. And, you well, know, they're 5-3. and three, They're 5-3. So, and three. Yeah. They've lost some games. They don't have one of their highest-valued players. Um, I'm not buying into the bust. I'm still no, buying into no, no. them being the best team. Way too early for that. Yeah. What's the Lakers' record? Any idea? Yep, they're six and one. Six and one. And, okay. And they've really looked good. The last, they're they're on a six game winning streak right now. So yep. yep. They uh, lose I mean, game one and then go six in a row. So they made it. They made a game tying shot to go into overtime against the Mavericks. Um, Spotting. Thank you. Uh, could you repeat the question? And I mean. No, they're uh, they're maybe proving me wrong a little bit. I, I still feel like they're probably going to get beat in the first round of playoffs, but um, it it's almost so foolish to say that. Uh, I'm a listening. Bit. To, well, no, 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 not <laughs> foolish in the sense of I don't think it could happen. I'm still not sold on their team. I think it's no. foolish to try to predict something because there's so much that could change. I'm listening to NASCAR radio earlier. I hear them predict um, predicting what could possibly happen in the next race, and I'm thinking. Okay, it's cool to talk about it. I enjoy listening. But at the end of the day, these conversations don't matter at all because right. there's so many variables. You don't know who's going to wreck. You don't know who's going to accidentally get taken out or have a flat tire or get a pit road penalty. You cannot predict right. a NASCAR race. But, I mean, obviously, you got to look, step back and go, okay, what are these guys supposed to talk about if, oh, yeah. if they can't try I, that? I understand. So I, 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 get, I get exactly where you're coming from because, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at the the, rec- the records right now as of six games, eight games in uh, for teams, and it looks a lot like this is what we're going to see throughout the year. Um, you know, East the East, you got Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, um, 76ers, and uh, Toronto kind of sitting there in the top five, and you're like, okay, I get all those teams being in the top five. I think they're, they're all very solid, and I think they'll all be there at the end of the year. Then you've got the the West, who I mean, we both agreed that the West has just got so much talent there, and really, you go outside of the Warriors sitting at two and six, you look at the uh, the top five, six, seven, eight. I mean, really look at the top eight teams, and you're like, all any of these teams can you know change positions at any time. Lakers sitting six and one, Dallas five and two. Denver five and two, which I'm telling you, Denver's really, really, really good. Um, Phoenix Suns are sitting there at five and two. I, I don't see that being a a, a full year. Yeah, Nuggets um, are uh, Nuggets are ranked 11th in the power rankings, yeah. if you will. Um, Lakers are one. You've got 76ers at two and Clippers at three. Bucks at four or five um, are the Suns. Celtics six. And as I go down, it's it it. Wow, I would not have expected the Rockets to be 14. They're but, kind of struggling. They're 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 five and three, and they're just they don't really have that identity yet. Yeah, is, is what it is. And it's uh well, there's one team that I am not seeing that is. Oh, okay. There we are. Number eight is the Raptors. I'm thinking you go from uh you go from first and a surprising first. Not a lot of people expected it. Everybody knew they were good, but now your power ranked at eight. Only seven, eight games into the season of 2019 20, 
after winning a championship, that's a quick flip. And, yeah. Um, you gotta you gotta thank Kawhi. You gotta uh, sit obviously. There and thank I mean, Kawhi. Kawhi it, I don't know how you argue that he's not yeah. the best player in, on the planet right now. Yeah. Hard, hard. I think that it's between him and Durant. But yeah. Um, I talked about and we talked about what would happen if Kawhi leaves and why would he? Um, I, I think I, I still struggle with this because I look at it and say, you know, you won a title, a world title with this team. You're the best player on the planet. You're going to get paid and possibly you can do it again. Um, and then you leave. And what just the only thing that keeps crossing my mind and crossing my mind and crossing my mind is I just don't know that I would want to live in Canada either. Uh, yeah. If you can live in Los Angeles, California, or Canada, you know, you, you I, I just... Uh, Both sides won. You know, he goes to Toronto, he wins a championship, Toronto gets a championship, Drake gets a championship, ends up getting two rings, don't understand that. He did get a ring, I didn't remember. He got two. He got two. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, like, two different rings, but... Yeah. Uh, no, I don't care. And... And everyone wins in that situation. There's no way they could have thought that they were going to keep Kawhi Leonard. Well, I don't. I don't agree with that. No, not, he, not he, that mark. It just doesn't make sense. Even though he is a quiet guy, he, he might be able to slip into a market like that. But when you are the best player, arguably the best player in the NBA, you, you're in a market like Toronto. It just it's different. It just and we, I, we're finding out that uh, Kawhi does have a little bit of personality. It's very odd and seems like a robot, but he does have a little bit of a personality, and he had to go to a market like a like a California, like a like a Florida. You know, he, he had to go somewhere big. And yep. the only big surprise was he didn't go to the Lakers. He went to the Clippers. So I, I get it, I, and I don't really think the Raptors ever thought they really had a real chance of keeping him either. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fair to say that, but – um, as you look at all the players, and probably what I would even say like the top ten best players in the league, you can look at where they live. They are big cities, big markets. Um, I think that it was the deciding factor for Russell Westbrook. Um, basketball is half of Westbrook. Uh, maybe not even half. Basketball might be 20% of Westbrook, and fashion is the other 80. I feel like he's equally passionate about fashion as he is basketball and i'd be interested in hearing an article or an interview about that um but big markets bring big money i mean it's plain and simple whether you're winning games or not you're getting jersey sales you're getting everything big comes with big money right so i don't know i mean you look at the uh the bros and at Tacumbo, they're in milwaukee milwaukee's not a small town but Compared to Brooklyn, compared to San Francisco and Houston and Los Angeles, it's just not on the same page. No, not so, at all. But he's a, he's a huge name, and I think he's one of the bigger exceptions to the top ten players right now in huge markets. So um, I think there's something to go with, uh, with power of play and uh, power of, I don't know, attention. I think it just coincides and... At some point, it got to one of the most humble guys in the league being Kawhi Leonard, and, and now he's in Los Angeles, which is probably, basketball or not, a top-two market in the in the nation. Absolutely. So yeah, I would say between New York and Los Angeles, they've got it. Houston's really, really blown up. So um, I don't know, a little bit of jabbering on here, but 
Um, are we ready to go talk picks? I, I just had one more thing I wanted to say about the NBA, and that was uh, Zion has said he is ready to come back. Yeah, I'm ready uh, for that. And I think everyone is, man. I, yeah. I am excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, he's just one of those talents that maybe he's we're going to be fooled and he, he's not going to end up being as – as successful as everyone thinks but man he's got a lot of talent yeah i think uh i think he could be something special so it's exciting because i, I kind of like i remember lebron coming back to the league even though we were much younger and all that i remember how how talked up it was and all that and you just really haven't had something quite like that not like a not like zion since that you know and it's going to be really cool to see what he can do so um, hopefully he's, he gets healthy and uh, coach decides to uh, release uh, release the beast and let yep. him get out and play. So yeah, I don't think coach has a choice, but we'll uh, hopefully we'll see. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I've been sold on him since he was a freshman. I might have been actually watching him since he was in seventh eighth grade. Just an absolute animal. He has been playing well for so many years. Um, I am truly excited to watch that guy play. And if there's one reason I'm going to tune into the NBA, it's to watch Zion um, debut. Um, I won't miss that. That's going to be great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm ready for those picks. Let's go ahead and uh, start talking about it. All right. Um, well, last week's was uh, about what I expected it to be, just a toss-up handful of teams I just don't care about, haven't watched, don't know enough about, just made a what I would say just a, and I'll just take them because I think that makes more sense. And Preston got me. He uh, he didn't miss. He pushed one game. We did five games. He went four and oh and one, if you will. Yep. Um, I went two and two and one because we pushed on the Boise State game, but uh, or the Utah State. Was it, what was it, Boise State, no, Utah State? We, we pushed on the SMU-Memphis game. Yeah, same thing. Nobody, see, that's the point. Nobody knows. That Nobody cares. That was game cares. day, man. That yeah. was the biggest game of the weekend. Oh, yeah, huge, huge. <laughs> um, all right, enough talk about last week. The what s- The schedule this weekend is brutal. Awesome. Absolutely great, great weekend of football. The only downfall of me doing the pub run on Saturday – besides I might die, um, is it's at 3 o'clock in the biggest game of the weekend. Of the year. Of the year. I'll give you that. Uh, Ala- or LSU-Alabama is at 2.30. Yep. So that really does stink. Um, I am going to miss some of that game, but I will definitely get to see the second half. It's going to be... and It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be a lot, it's gonna a be lot, awesome. a lot of the same DNA in that stadium down there. <laughs> they're, they're really downplaying um, Tua and what, what his, you know, injury was and, you know, saying like, oh, he might be back. We're really confident that, you know, he's making good strides and all that. He's 100% going to play. Yep. And he's it's the same type of injury that, or surgery that he had when he played OU, and he looked pretty good in that game, I'd say, wouldn't you? Yeah. So Whatever I, you said, I wasn't listening, but I, yeah. I don't see it being a problem in this game. Uh, LSU opens up at a six-point favorite here. Okay. Interesting um, in the bit that LSU has definitely had by far the hardest schedule. LSU has looked really good so far. Bama hasn't really played anybody. You've got a question at quarterback, and they're opening up at a six-point favorite here. I mean, I, I didn't mean to get do that. it together over there, man. I have, well, it's a beer podcast. Come on. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of similar picks this week. 
I guess we're gonna find out. We're, we're gonna find out, but I, I just have the I have a feeling. LSU has had such a good offense. Uh, Burroughs has been absolutely lights out. Um, the offense, I know. It's such a shame you're working tomorrow, I, dude. I already know. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Burroughs looks so good, and I I think if there's a year that they can get go to uh, Bama and take care of business. Why not this year, man? Bama's not the same Bama they've been. Um, I still think they're amazing because of the talent they have, but they're down. They're down for sure. So six points there, LSU, Bama. I'm six point to LSU, Bama. Have you already have you already decided what you're thinking here? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. What 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 are you thinking? I'm thinking you should give me your answer. All right. No, I'm going LSU. Six points. I just, I, I think there's a reason they're number one. I really do. Yeah, I, I'm sold. I know that well, they you know have they're weaknesses. not number one now because well, the the playoff thing in came my out, head, which we haven't really one. discussed because Ohio State's number one for some reason, which we can talk about in a second. But well, I, I understand I that too. Yes. But I, I like strength of schedule a little more than Ohio State right now. Um, I, I just, I pray that the championship game is LSU-Ohio State because those are genuinely the two best teams. But I would be joyful to see Clemson win again. So um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with LSU just because I just think that they're going to go play as hard as they possibly can. I'm looking forward to this game almost specifically to watch the trenches. I just cannot wait to watch those offense and defensive lines go at it. They're two of the best on each side in football right now, and it's going to be great football. It's going to yep. be sma- It's going to be the definition of smash-mouth football. They're quite literally playing for the chance at a national championship, so you better believe they're both bringing it, and they're going to bring it as hard as they can. Yeah. This is the pick of the week that I hope I get wrong. Because I am going to take Bama. I think Bama is the. Um, they're still. They're the. You know. They're it. They're the king of the SEC. And until someone can knock them off, that that's where they're at. So I, I can't pick against them. I hope LSU goes out there and wins this game. But I am going to have to take Bama on this one. All right. So. Well, there's one split. Yep. Um, there we go. Um, you choose first on this one. Bruh. Bruh. Okay. Um, Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, no, 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 not this one. Do it in order. You want to go in order? Okay. Well, yeah, of course. Don't choose the freaking game that we know we're going to choose the same team on. How do you know that? We just go to the games in order. Okay. Uh, OU, Iowa State. Okay. Spread. Uh, OU by 14 and a half. Okay. What are you thinking? I chose first the last time. We got to... We gotta I guess. I, I, I was... Okay. That's the whole uh, point. We're rotating. OU... Uh, coming off a bye week, coming off a loss, 14 and a half points against an Iowa State that I think is um, very talented. Um, but I think OU has a lot to prove, and they've got a pretty good record after coming off a loss. Where are they playing? Not only it's at at OU. Oh man. Um, not okay. only do I think OU is uh, going to win, but I do think they are going to cover that 14 and a half points. Okay, right. this is really a tough one for me um it's so much a tough one that if they were playing in iowa i would take iowa state yeah but i I just 
and I don't think Iowa State's going to win this game, but, man, they're going to make it tough. Um, They've proven that they can play ball. They're not great, but they can show up when they need to. I'd say the same thing about Kansas State. I don't think Kansas State's a great football team, but, man, they they made it tough on OU, real tough. And uh, I was really torn on that spread. Not only did I – I didn't think Kansas State was going to win. I thought there was a good chance they would cover, but they – freaking flipped the spread and at one point they were up 24 instead of down 24 so I mean it's uh I think that's the case and man I just uh I I don't think OU's gonna lay an egg in this one so I'm I I really want to take Iowa State but I'm gonna take OU I, they just have too much on the line. They yeah. do, and they've I got Jalen Hurts, and he is just not going to lose two games in a row. I bet he's never done it before, and he ain't going to start now. <laughs> uh, next, we got Penn State, Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, Penn State is a six and a half point favorite. This game is at Minnesota. I I, th- I want to say actually I don't know. Surely game day is at. LSU Bama, right? Oh, one surely, right? Billion percent. Sorry for the ear uh, <laughs> noise there. I just this is two undefeated teams. Yeah, too. but but I yeah, but I want to see the what's the spread you say? So it is uh, six and a half points. One hundred percent. Penn State's going to cover that spread. I like that spread. Um, six and a half, I think, is very doable. Uh, I do believe Penn State is going to win this, but I do believe it's going to be closer than people think. Minnesota. Um, Minnesota has. Okay. I think. I think they'll get exposed, but playing at home, and uh, I, I, some reason, I, I think they'll be able to keep it interesting, to say the least. And uh, the, but overall, Penn State, I think, will win this game. So I think you and I are both on the same page. You want to talk about strength of schedule? If Minnesota wins out, they better go into the playoffs because they've got to close with. Um, they're closing with Penn State, Iowa, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Now, Northwestern's nothing really to be scared of. And then have to turn around and play Ohio State. In the well, yeah, <laughs> it just absolutely smoked. But, yeah. um, no, Penn State's beat Ohio State. I mean, and I know each year's different, but you're playing Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Both are top 20 teams. Um, it absolutely just baffles me that – now Minnesota's 13 and Wisconsin is 16 because my opinion Wisconsin still is one of the better teams in the nation Um, it's just a series of events has landed them at 16th and uh, but Penn State wins out I will give them some mad respect and I think that they went out they've absolutely got a case to be in the playoffs so how interesting would that be if Penn State wins out, Bama loses to LSU, and then Penn State gets in over Bama? Because you already know that if Bama loses to LSU, there are going to be some pissed-off rednecks if they don't make the Final Four. And uh, I, I just I think you lose. you got to strike. You're out. If there's an undefeated team, with the exception of SMU, SMU well, no. always seems to be that team that finds a way to go undefeated or close to undefeated and wants their shot. And uh, I'm just, I'm not so. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, whatever. Um, SMU, Boise State. Yeah. It's just both of them. They always seem a, to be. A small school that ends up doing something right? interesting. Yeah. Play a team. We saw UCF do it. I mean, UCS, UCF went undefeated. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, uh, Baylor TCU is our next game. Uh, this game's at TCU. The reason why I put this game on here, Baylor's undefeated. Okay, they're sitting at eight zero. TCU sitting at four and four. It's at TCU. What do you think that spread is? Mm, seven, six and a half for 12, 17. Right. I would say actually in the ballpark of six to eight. Okay. I, I think that'd be a fair spread. I think that'd be good. This spread is two and a half points, Baylor. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, that doesn't surprise me. TCU's coming off a strong, strong win against Texas, who had a fight against LSU and almost beat them. Um, but on a one point spread on that game, so I think it's uh, I think it's fair to give TC some respect. What what are their? I'm interested to see their losses because they didn't lose to Texas, and uh, I would assume if they're going to have a loss, maybe Kansas State. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, I I like I like TCU on the lines this year. I really think that they're they're a team that can beat a lot of lines. So. Um, well, you know, I think you and I have discussed it a little bit, which we're going to discuss a little further. This is a game that you and I are trying to go to is the OU-TCU game. Oh, uh, when, at, really? At, yeah, really. Where? Uh, it's at OU, and that's the game that we're talked about, the tailgate and all that. Oh, so news to th- me. That, okay, well, you I don't thought, have to go. That's fine. Well, No, I'll um, go, but I thought we were talking about West Virginia because we had a, a business partner that was doing a tailgate. But It's not West Virginia. It's TCU. That's what I'm telling you. OU's already played West Virginia. Is it? No. Well, the one that the trucking company was at was West uh, Virginia. N- okay. But well, I know what you're right talking here. about yes. now, and we have discussed, and I'm up to Shout go. out Jay Allen. Yeah, right? Yeah. The, yeah. No, I'm down. Um, um, anyway. Yep. So TCU lost to Kansas State, as I as I thought. Yeah. Um, TCU got smoked by Iowa State, which makes it even harder for me to take OU against Iowa State. Um but they beat Texas by 10. That is the kink in the hose. That first that game just... of the year. <laughs> or third, whatever. Where were that? SMU yeah. game. Yeah. So, I mean, TCU has played like Oklahoma State this year. I mean, it's just up and down, and you just don't know. They either show up, they don't. Um, but I got to say that uh, at 2-2, two, two, man, that is really two tough. 2.5. Is tough, and I'm not gonna be like you and say the half points hanging me up. Um, I wish it was like eight because I would absolutely take TCU. Um, I think I don't know, it's your turn to choose first. I'm going Baylor. I think Baylor's gonna just wax TCU. Oh, man, Baylor's good. Baylor's a good team. Baylor. I just think Baylor played really bad last week, so I think this is kind of like their cleanup and. They've got a big game. OU Baylor's next week. So Baylor could be, and maybe that's what people are thinking. Baylor's kind of overlooking TCU, getting ready for the OU game. and uh, But they got to win this game first for it to really mean uh, you know, yeah, the I world mean, for them. So. I just think that TCU fans are going to show up, and a lot of people argue fans don't matter. I think fans don't matter in hockey, in my opinion. It just doesn't. Um, but... That's in, a lie. in college football. No, I mean it's not a lie that I don't think that. No, I know, but that's that's false. I just I just don't I just don't see it. Um I've yet to see proof that home field matters in hockey. I just haven't seen it at all whatsoever. Um I'd love to see a documentary on how home field matters in hockey, but 
the only reason I could think is because you're comfortable skating on the ice that you normally play on. Um, TCU is who I'm going with because I like that. The fans are going to bring it, and you know that's going to be a sold out crowd playing the number eleven Baylor. Um, you're going to have a crap ton of Baylor fans there too, though, being right there. They're not too far from each other. Um, but Who's a Baylor fan, though? You know what I mean? I, like, know, I know, actually, surprisingly, I know like five Baylor fans mm. here in Tulsa. No, you can't. I mean, mm. I know five Baylor fans. Start naming five Baylor fans Robert, Chuck, Colt. I mean, I mean seriously, I Three. know. <laughs> Gary. Gary's a Baylor fan. Gary's a Baylor fan. Right. He he's a he's a Oklahoma fan first, but like I know families who have had kids and I told you I got into Baylor, right? Yeah, it was like a fun. No. They sent me a thing in the mail, and I just happened to I went ahead and applied and actually got in. I was like, I could have been a bear, dude. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I know people that have been no, to Baylor. I, I My know. friend just, Robert. Is I'm like, just saying, you look at their fans at games. You know, they do the whole thing. The student section like runs out with them. Yeah, I mean runs my, out the football team. It's, my, I don't know. My friend it's, Robert it's graduated Baylor, and when you look at sports fans, he's about as big a sports fan as they get, and it's for Baylor. I mean, you talk about the diehard OU fans. You know, um, he's that way with Baylor, and it's. I mean, you're talking. Two and two and ten, their record. He's dressed up in green watching the Baylor game. Cool. Mad when they're losing by forty. So I mean, um, there's a little bit of Baylor support here, but uh, yeah, TCU. Long, 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 long story to come to me to say TCU. I like you sticking with your guns on it. Iowa, Wisconsin, Wisconsin nine and a half points. It is at Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I just I gotta go Wisconsin. I really, really want to say Iowa, but I just don't know. I, Wisconsin's let me down twice this year, um, so it's hard. But I, man, I gotta go Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with it. I think that's a safe bet. Um, it's hard for me because I do want to go against it. Not because I think Wisconsin's going to win or lose. Excuse me. Uh, I just believe this game could be like 17-14, um, 17-10. It's going to be very low scoring is what I'm getting at here. Um, nine and a half. Oh. I am going to go ahead and just go with you. I, it's hard for me. I can't take Iowa seriously. If it, you know, if it was someone else who who uh, is actually legitimately coming up and playing well, I would go the other way. But Wisconsin, I, I just think, is a lot better. Don't close team, your book so. too fast. Uh, you're going to uh, do a... We're going to do my wild card. Yeah. And... Uh, it is uh, your turn to pick first, so this is a tough, tough, tough one. TU, UCF, at TU. TU is two and seven, and it's a well, I would say a strong two and seven because they have been right there so many times, and they've played some tough teams. But seventeen point spread in favor of UCF in Tulsa. It's you tough, know, obviously, tough, tough, tough. I always say this, man. I sign up for <laughs> shift at the Mayo and uh, going to go work another job this weekend. And as soon as I do it, there's always something that comes up. 
and <laughs> I did it, and I just happened to be looking at score or er, lines, and I'm like, "To you, oh, they're playing on Friday night. Who? The, oh, UCF. Gosh, I would have 100 yeah. percent gone to this game. I, I'm um, very, very possibly going to be showing up to that game. That, but my little brother plays football on Friday night, so it's tough. I, I'm probably going to end up going to his game. Um, support my family, but. Uh, TU UCF man that did that seventeen points I can't get over that that's a humongous spread against TU at a field where magic happens so I don't know what's your take man I lo- I love TU they're just the little engine that could and they've hung in a lot of these games like you said and I think there will be a decent crowd there um, weather's going to be decent forties. Um, you know, probably high 40s at game t- at game time. Um, man, you know, 17 is a lot. I, I think UCF is by far the better team, and although it's a lot of points to cover, I can see them doing it. So I'm going to go ahead and go with UCF. Okay. Well, we're split on this one because I'm going to you, and I think it's pretty clear that I was going to take them. I don't like not taking TU to cover spreads because they just find a way to do it. Um, I'm not sold on UCF being anything scary, and uh, I think if a team's not scary, that it's just it's not enough to to scare TU, honestly. In very basic, basic terms, it seems simple. I just don't think TU's scared of a team that's not scary. So if this game had been a little earlier on in the year, um, and OU or OUTU hadn't had had some of these losses, I would have probably gone to you pretty easy. It's just they they're competitive, but they just they haven't found the you know the ability to win games. So yeah, they haven't won. They're two and seven. So um, you know I love doing these picks. It's fun. I know that they go on for a little while sometimes on Thursdays, but uh, you know it's our way of kind of covering what's going on in college football while also incorporating like a little mini game and i enjoyed talking about the nba today um i'm actually looking forward to talking mlb next year i'm i think that it'll be fun to kind of watch the progress of baseball as the year goes on and then uh really blast into playoff season but um football basketball um and that's really what's going on right now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch a lot of college basketball this year since I've kind of checked out of the NBA. Um, I would assume more so than you will. So maybe our assigned roles will be I'll be the college guy and you'll be the pro guy, and uh, we can kind of bring some stuff to the table each of us each week. But um, thanks. Uh, well, before I should ask, what else do you want to yeah. talk about? I know we are have, running we, a little short on time. Thursdays are kind of shorter episodes just because of a time issue we have but we did need to mention a few key games this weekend for the nfl um tonight chargers raiders like i said you guys will already see who would want you will already know who won this game by the time you're probably listening to this but this was an interesting game chargers uh point and a half favorite here i think raiders are the better team here and i think raiders are going to win this game yeah, it's hard uh, to disagree with that 100 they just seem like raiders are a weird team because they're they're heating up um, so we'll we'll have to see how that plays out, but just a few quick things here. We'll see if um, if Mahomes actually plays this week against the Titans. <clears throat> Hopefully, he can get back and be healthy. Um, I think he's just fun to watch, man. Honestly, um, 
but Packers Panthers seven and two Packers versus five and three Panthers. Um, Packers very very disappointing. You know, showing last week huge disappointment. I, I think they have to get rolling again, and this is kind of one of those games like this is really going to tell you a lot about this football team. Yeah, because they should win this game. They're six and a half point favorite. They're at home. Uh, you got to go out there. You got to win this game. McCaffrey has been so amazing this year. You're not going to stop him, but you you just hope to slow him down at least a little bit. Oh yeah. And then uh, Vikings Cowboys Sunday Night Football. Um, hopefully the Vikings can take that momentum from uh, what last week and and turn it into something here. Um, I might be making that up there. They might have actually lost last week. Uh, but Cowboy, I don't know. This is it's going to be an interesting game. Those those are two teams that are really I mean six and three versus five and three you know right. it, it can really turn the season one way or the other for both squads but then I think the big big game of the weekend which actually hops into next week because Monday Night Football Seahawks Forty ers big time we we might have to plan on watching that game because I I'm actually really anxious it was just funny because it's two teams I really don't even care about at all. But these are two teams that are just so, so good. Yep. And what Seahawks are doing right now, what Russell Wilson is doing is incredible. I just feel like the Seahawks are about to slap some reality to the 49ers, and then the 49ers are going to show us one of the biggest flip upside down blunders in the history of the NFL. I am not sold on this team. They have <laughs> it, a brutal schedule ahead and I really feel like they're about to upset their own fans. Yeah, and you and you you were kind of on the hot seat this week because you posted that on social media and you had a lot of people come out against you saying you're crazy gonna, for this, but I strongly feel like they're going to be a wild card team that doesn't make the playoffs. I mean, and, man, and some say the wild card is a playoff game. I'll give them that. They're not going to play in an official playoff game, in my opinion. I mean, wild card game is official wild card. I mean, it's an official wild card game, but it's you play in the wild card game to play in the playoffs. No, I mean, I feel like yes, they're going to be a wild card team. I will say that that's on record, no doubt. But they will not be secured in the playoffs without going through the wild card. Uh. Seahawks 49ers Monday Night Football we'll have a good preview for that on our next show because uh, I mean Steven's really put his uh, put his take out there so we'll have to see and but, odds are that they're going to prove me wrong I'm not not saying that odds are I mean they're 8-0 like well, it, but you're the one who went against it so I'm just saying it, odds don't, are don't retract your odds statement odds are now, they're going to so. make it but I strongly feel like they're not going to be a threat to that secured playoff spot. I just don't. They got three games that I look at that they, I say, okay, they could go in and win this, but we'll see. Um, I, we'll see. That's all I can say is we'll see. But we'll see. <laughs> well, that's all I had, man. Uh, I Like I said, it's just such a great time because there's so much to watch on, oh, yeah. so much to bet on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm all for this. So, um, yeah. That's well, all I got, man. Guys, really appreciate you tuning in today. Um, as usual, it would help us out significantly if you'd run over and leave us a review. Five star preferably, but leave it how you see it. Um, and, you know, we do this show for free. That's all we ask in return. 
Um, you could also run over to Facebook or Instagram and like our page at Hopped on Sports. Send us an email, hoppedonsports at gmail.com. And uh, appreciate y'all tuning in, and cheers. Have a good weekend. Cheers, guys. Ooh, this took forever for me to find this. Today. <laughs>